Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Today we have a very distinguished guest who has taken time out of her busy schedule to chat with us today. Allison Feaster is a Harvard graduate, a former WNBA player. She is now with the Boston Celtics. She is the Director of Player Development. We're excited to talk to her today about her career and about what she's teaching other young females about working in the sports industry. Hi, Allison. Hello, good morning. How are you doing? We are so good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk with us today. So here's the thing. You're fairly new to the Celtics, but certainly not new to basketball, not new to basketball operations. You played with the WNBA for 10 years uh, while you were st- and you were a student at Harvard here locally. Was it always your dream to be a pro athlete? Wow. Um, I can honestly and sadly say no. Really? I think right at the time when I was uh, competing in high school and heading on to college, there weren't, you know, tremendous opportunities for women to play professionally um, in the U.S., play basketball professionally, that is. Um, There were opportunities to head overseas to play, but I wasn't familiar with that. And I don't know, I saw going to Harvard as a springboard uh, to the workforce to get a job and help my family out. So um, the WNBA came around in 96. I believe, and there was a, another league that folded that was the predecessor to the W, the ABL, but it just didn't seem, you know, like a, a real possibility. Plus, um, Harvard wasn't, you know, a very well-known and recognized um, powerhouse for basketball, so I didn't see that, you know, as an avenue for me. And, you know, you, we talk about Harvard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were no slouch academically. I think I read you were valedictorian of your high school class. How did you balance being uh, such a great student with the time that's needed to be an athlete? It was difficult. Um, I think I prioritized it because I had a, uh, you know, tremendous example in my mom who, when I was uh, growing up, Um, I think once she separated from my dad, she uh, realized she had to kind of hunker down and and get things done for us. So I saw her example of, um, you know, going to work a regular nine to five. And then uh, she had a second job at times. And she even went back to um, school, night school, to get her undergraduate degree, which she never finished. So um, as that was my example, and I knew that that was the way or you know my roadmap to getting things done as well and talk a little bit about your time with the um with the wnba you were there for 10 years right 10 years yeah and you also did some some charitable work i know when you were with the organization why was that important to you you went overseas you did some clinics with with some underserved populations talk a little bit about that as well i've always seen um being a professional athlete uh, as secondary, um, especially when you're in that space, it's always been about being a role model and being a person, you know, young women and young girls and young boys for that matter, you know, can touch and uh, aspire to, to be where, where I was um, at the time. Um, and the NBA, WNBA, uh, and other leagues associated uh, with, with the league do a great job at growing the game and help you know providing a platform for its athletes to you know use that platform to to give back and you know I I took full advantage of it I was able to visit so many different countries I was in South America maybe six different countries in a couple of weeks wow um you know China went to Myanmar Philippines all over Europe just as a voice uh, for, for the game growing the game and and 
you know, promoting the values that, that basketball offers. So, Allison, I want to ask you, how did you transition from being on the court to going into the front office, so to speak? Was it hard? Was it weird? Tell us about that. I guess a challenge, once I finally retired in 2016, I'd been itching a few years to do something different. Um, I was, you know, approaching 40 years old and um, had this, I don't know, portfolio of experience of playing um, Mm -hmm. over the years, uh, learning different languages and, you know, those different experiences, but didn't really have what I thought was um, enough to translate into like a traditional job. So it's just kind of it was a dark moment for me as it as it is for you know other athletes I've talked to mm-hmm. um, and then luckily as I retired as I was retiring in 2016 the NBA created this new program for, for former players former WNBA players to uh, join the NBA in a, in a learning capacity and through that program through that year-long program I was able to spend um, the year learning from five teams and from the NBA league office uh, and luckily one of those teams was was Boston and um, got some exposure to, to the front office staff then, to the president, Rich Gotham, and um, I'd like to think I made an impression. And, you know, a couple of years later when they had a position available uh, was, was called. So the transition was, was not easy because I had no clue what I wanted to do, but um, it's been easy, uh, you know, in the short term because the staff is, is so amazing. The players are great. And obviously, it's, it's an honor to be back in the city representing this, this organization. Allison, for those of us who aren't familiar, and I count myself among them, <laughs> what exactly <laughs> is your role as Director of Player Development? What does that mean? Right. The, so the title is Director of Player Development, and it really, um, what it entails is, you know, being a, a resource for our players, um, helping them to max, maximize the, the tremendous resources of, of being an NBA player, um, whether it's, you know, personal growth, professional growth, helping them to, you know, kind of broaden their horizons and, and think about things uh, off the court. When, when you're in the mix and when you're in the heat of things, a lot of times uh, the physical drain, the, the travel, the schedule um, doesn't lend itself to doing other things. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, provide a, a you know, programming for these guys to kind of take their minds off their day to day. Allison, what, what's the biggest challenge, do you think, about being a woman in this role? I mean, for me, I would, be, I would be scared. I would be afraid to take on such a powerful role in the NBA. Is it scary for you? And, or, and if not, what are the biggest challenges that you are facing sort of as a woman in this role? I don't even feel, um, you know, the gender, dis- you know, being distinguished in, 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 in my role and in our organization. The, the staff um, has been so welcoming. Obviously, we have another uh, woman on staff, Carol Lawson, who's on the bench, you know, with Brad Stevens and his other, you know, assistant coaches. So in that respect, it's not difficult. It's not a challenge at all. Um, I think I've had so many other instances of being the only that, you know, (laughs) being, you know, one of few women um, on an NBA staff is just another one of those instances, another, you know, practice that I've had. So. Um, but I think it's it's organizational. Um, it's it's a league wide. Uh, there's a league wide emphasis on 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 you know gender inclusiveness, diversity inclusiveness. So if if one feels anything, there's something wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. So I will say that. Um, but it's definitely uh, an honor to be to be in this space to to represent this organization to uh, hopefully 
be an example to to someone out there that you know hey we're we're in here now and 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 you know someone else can achieve it as well you know i want to talk to you too allison you you know you have your own family how do you um how do you balance the challenges of having such a huge role and sort of a public role with the challenges of of you know your personal your family life Uh, you know I, i kind of fall back to the example my mom said you know as a single mom and doing what she had to do for the family. Um, my daughter spent the first 10 years of her life with me in Europe um, when I was playing professionally. So she's, she was used to the, you know, we, we live here for a year, mom gets a new job, we go somewhere else for two more years. You know, so she's, she was used to that, um, to this professional, you know, sports space. We finally got back to the States in 2016 and she, you know, had a community and she decided to, you know, hang out uh, back in North Carolina with her dad. So um, I don't have that demand, that daily demand of having to um, prepare my, or, or balance that, that work and, and, and professional, personal life rather. Um, but it, it is, you know, at the, in the forefront of my mind, you know, being a mom and, um, you know, making time to, to see my daughter and she's you know in middle school now and playing ball so oh she um, does I was going to ask you that if she has yeah. aspirations you know to follow in mom's footsteps at all if she's she any good at basketball <laughs> she, you know it's, it's funny she is a decent player uh, her dad played as well uh, professionally so um, I try to separate myself from the teaching part of it because mm. I don't want to overwhelm her and I want it to be her journey her path um, but, you know, thankfully she's developed a love for sports um, and we will see what happens with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It must be really nice to know that you're serving as such a great, whether she ends up playing on a collegiate level, professionally, whatever, right. you know, she sees in you a strong female role model, whether it be to, and she could take that and lead in other ways, correct? Oh, correct. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes, I'll um, I'll be asked uh, asked where where's your daughter how's your daughter doing how's your daughter you know handling all this and oh isn't it hard to to leave her behind and um, you know I, I I don't struggle with with those questions because I know uh, the foundation that I had growing up you know with a, fe- a strong female role model I know what it meant to me to see my mother uh, you know pursue her dreams and and work hard to provide for the family. And um, I know that my daughter appreciates uh, the path I've chosen. We've chosen as a family. And, um, you know, she, when she comes to Boston, she, she looks out with pride, um, you know, in the arena. And, and she, she knows that, you know, her mom is, is a part of that organization. So it's, um, it's you know, it, that's rewarding for me to know that she feels that way. If you're just joining us, this is Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It's Sue Tab and Kendra Petroni, and our guest today is Allison Feaster. She is a WNBA star who is now the Director of Player Development for the Boston Celtics. She's here today sharing some career highlights and telling us more about her role with the organization. Let's get back to our conversation. So tell us a little bit about when you were younger. I mean, you, you speak now with so much confidence and you learn so much from your own mom. Is there anything you wish that your younger self sort of knew that you learned later on? Wow. Um, it's, it's funny you ask this question. I was in uh, Mexico City uh, last last spring and we, a few of the panelists, I was on a panel and a few of us had to write a letter to our younger selves and I recall uh, writing about fear 
and stressing out over um, missteps. And um, yeah, I would I would definitely tell my younger self to to relax and, and enjoy the ride and, and don't be so stressed out about um, foregoing one opportunity to take another because in the end, when you keep your head down and, and you work hard and you are a good person and you treat people with respect and you know those things that we all hopefully learn at a young age, uh, things generally work out. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's it's not always easy when you're in the in the heat of in the heat of things and you know let, kind of letting things go as they they're supposed to go. But you but you learn. Yeah, and it's funny because it's funny that you brought up fear. Um, I just launched a podcast, and one of the things we talk about in a recent episode is is fear, in, in particular that a lot of times we fear things that either A, will never actually happen, and mm-hmm. we imagine the worst will happen. And even if it did happen, it's probably not so bad, you know, and we have to kind of take exactly. ourselves off the hook and say, you know, failure is not failure, it's experience. And, and as long as you learn something for from it, you pick yourself up and you, you keep on going. Absolutely. I think, too... Um at times, uh, I don't know if it's women or if, if, if it happens to men as well. I, I know from my own personal experience and conversations with women, um, there's a certain fear with uh, associated with you know standing up and, and raising one's hand and mm-hmm. um, you know wanting to, to pursue opportunities. I think that's one thing that I've learned. Um, you know, first obviously from my mom. I know you got <laughs> going to get tired of hearing about my mom, but it's it's true. It's, no, it's, we love that. Learn that. <laughs> you learn to raise your hand and and not be afraid and and you know there's a there's a way to do things a way to approach any situation but we as females certainly can't be afraid to to do so yeah and you know it's funny Kendra has a daughter I have two daughters and one of the things that I always and Kendra's daughter's younger mine are college age but one of the things that I've always tried to teach them that I think is so important in life is how to stand up and express an opinion, even if it's an expose, mm-hmm. an opposing opinion, and also how to advocate for yourself in a respectful right. way. But, you know, as females, I think that's such an important skill. I don't care what it is that you end up doing down the road. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, I think from, from my perspective as well, um, I had to really learn to do that uh, as a professional athlete as um, you know a high school athlete who, who got, received a little attention you're taught to to be uh, pretty you know humble and downplay things and always um, you know defer back to the team setting while all of that is true when it's time for um, Allison the individual or whoever it may be the individual to get a job or to advocate for yourself it's hard to kind of separate those two personas so that was the skill that I had to learn, you know, kind of subtly how to, um, you know, pr- self-promote and advocate um, while al- al- also being gracious and, and having that humility about you. Allison, uh, we only have a couple um, minutes left with you. I just quickly wanted to ask what it's like working with the Celtics because, you know, it's our it's our home team. You know, we love all Boston sports and we think oh they're God, amazing. Yeah. But what's it like <laughs> working with the Boston Celtics? Can you share anything about the job behind the scenes fun stuff favorite parts anything you can share it, it's probably imagine you know tomorrow if you if you walk you know were to walk into the hour box center or to the garden and and that's you know it's your home um so to speak mm-hmm. and that's the way i feel now it's 
being a part of an organization you've always admired um, and, you know, people who you thought were quality people before, but once you are on the inside, you are amazed at, um, you know, that folks are really genuine down to earth and eager to help you learn and, and you know, and, and achieve and be at your best. Uh, that's what I, you know, I deal with every day. Uh, it's obviously um, I'm a person who looks at things from a positive, in a positive light, and I'm just really thankful to be able to, you know, you know, represent represent this organization and learn from, you know, some of the best in the business, from Danny, from from Mike, from Brad, and all of his, um, you know, coaches, and and especially the players. Getting to know the players it has been tremendous for me as well. So it's it's all that. I'm I'm sorry to paint it so rosy, but you know, it's it's a dream come true for me. Yeah, and I bet you they're pretty darn happy to have you as yeah. well, Allison. I know. <laughs> I think it probably goes both ways. So before we have to, to, to leave, uh, what what do you hope to see in terms of women's roles in the sports industry in the coming years? Well, I hope to see, you know, opportunities obviously being made available, but I, I you know, encourage women and, and all of us to continue to be prepared when those opportunities, when those doors are open, when your name is called, when you get that interview um, be ready. Continue to prepare yourself. Challenge yourself. Step out. Step outside of your com- comfort zone to grow. Um, I think the NBA is doing a, a great job with um, you know promoting diversity, and inclusion, and and you know to creating these opportunities. So uh, I don't doubt that um, you know there'll continue to be progress in in this space. And yeah, I'd say you know go for it. Don't be afraid. We're we're here. We're and we're representing. So. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Well, Allison, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, for being a wonderful role model and for all that you do and for being willing to sort of share your journey with all of our listeners, thank you very, very much. Thank you both for providing this platform. Um, it's, it's so important to uh, be able to turn on the radio or, you know, read a, a blog or, you know, even see someone who who's where you want to be, it, it, it inspires. So thank you both for being that inspiration. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you to Allison Feaster. She's Director of Player Development for the Boston Celtics. Thanks again for joining us. All right. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.